This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, By Heart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only US-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. I'm back to answering some questions today. The first one is about dealing with some aggressive behaviors in a three-year-old. The second question is from a mom dealing with some disrespectful behavior from her six-year-old son. Now this is new and very out of character for him and she wants to know how to handle it. So let's get started with the first question from Steph who says, Hi, I absolutely love listening to you and I'm in the process of adding your techniques with my three-year-old. I really wanted to know if you could clarify something for me. Firstly, my daughter has aggression issues which come from her tantrums and sometimes she just turns and gets mad for no reason. What I wanted to know was what do we do if she's getting angry and is becoming destructive, throwing food or hitting, trying to scratch. She also screams very angrily or hurts mainly adults or she snatches something roughly when they're playing with her, or she doesn't like what they're doing, even if it's not bad and worth a hit or being angry. 
what steps do we take to ensure she's being told that this behavior is not acceptable? I am acknowledging her anger and feelings, asking her to talk it out and explain why she's feeling like that. But then I also need to address the hitting, screaming, etc. When and how do I do that in steps? Thank you, and I hope that makes sense, Steph. Okay, so let's get started talking about this aggression. It's helpful to know and understand the developmentally appropriate behavior and as it turns out, this aggressive behavior and reaction is very normal in these early toddler years, up to and even into the fourth year. Things like hitting, kicking, biting, scratching, and the like. Now, this doesn't mean we accept it, but it is important to know that it is normal because I think it helps us to come from a place of teaching and keep our patients better if we know that and understand that rather than expecting our three-year-old to know better already. Now, I'm not assuming that you're expecting that stuff at all, but I do just want to make the point clearly for any parents dealing with this who might be expecting a more mature reaction and are getting frustrated. So it'll help us pull that back and realize our child just doesn't have those skills yet. So we've got a toddler reacting to a situation by getting aggressive. Now this happens because the language is still new. It's still coming on board. The logical brain and the neurons and connections are still rapidly developing. And so when our two or three or even four-year-old gets upset, he or she reverts to reacting in a physical manner. So what do we do? Now, before I get to that, I also just want to touch on the reasons for her anger. Sometimes it's really hard for us adults to understand the reasons behind our children's behavior. And oftentimes it feels like it's over nothing. The toast is cut in half or the toast isn't cut in half and you'd think the world is ending. It does seem silly to us, but there are reasons behind the anger, the frustration, the hurt, etc. So it's important to keep that in mind. Their feelings are real. They're very real to them. Even if we don't necessarily agree with the reason behind it or they seem to have no reason at all. The empathy is going to be really important here in helping our children work through those feelings, helping them find better ways to share those feelings, and then getting them on to moving past the feelings. So toddlerhood is a time of a huge push for independence. And oftentimes they want to do more than they are physically or mentally capable. And so that can create a lot of tension and frustration, a lot of opportunities for this frustration. Also, the development of the sense of self as an individual separate from others also means excitement and focus on ownership. That's why we hear a lot of my and mine in this time. It also means increased opportunities for frustration and anger over toys and the like. This is a normal developmental stage that needs to happen before they can progress to being less focused and interested on hoarding those toys and onto sharing and being more fluid about the toys and the play. It's like walking before running. So these are just things to keep in mind when dealing with these toddler meltdowns that are over seemingly minute issues. I cover the development of toddlers in these areas and more in the class You're Developing Toddler on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the health and development section if you want to learn more about this and other areas more in depth. So the aggressive behavior, it happens, it's normal, but of course we wanna teach better ways. So how are we gonna do that? We want to correct it every time we see it. You want to use what I call a time in. Now timeouts were so big about 10 years ago and I think they're starting to phase out, at least I hope so. 
They don't work to teach better behavior and they may backfire. So a time in is basically a coaching session. It's time away from what they were doing, but then we sit and coach with them. We teach them better behavior and emotion skills. We teach them the behavior we want to see and what we expect from them. So we start by labeling the emotion for her, like you've talked about. I can see that you're very frustrated, or I could see that you're feeling angry right now, but it's not okay to scratch me. That hurts. Let her talk about her feelings and even prompt her if she doesn't offer, especially if you don't understand why she's feeling so angry. Then talk about how your daughter can tell you she's upset, how she can do this in a better way. You can give her the words if she doesn't have them herself, and most likely she won't, or she would be using them, and then have her practice. So, so you want to tell her, you can say, I was angry because I wasn't done playing with a toy and it was time to clean up. Whatever the scenario is, give her those words and then have her repeat it. I always had my kids repeat it. I would say, now you say it. I was angry because, and then they will say it. I was angry because the reason. Now this helps them understand what is expected and it creates those pathways in the brain, the neurons for reacting differently, connects the logical brain with the limbic brain, which is really important, will help get that going. Now this can take a little time, development takes time, but soon you will hear your child say, I'm angry, and that is a great start. That means it's getting in there. I remember when my son Chandler finally got the hang of this. Now he was my child that took longer to get a hang of this than the others. He was into his fours, but he is the most mellow kid, but when he got mad, watch out. It was zero to 60 in no time, like a split second. He'd be playing fine and then he'd be mad and he'd just hit or he'd throw something. But then once we started really working on this, soon he would just yell, I'm so angry. <laughs> he would be bright red in the face, but hey, he was using his words. And when you do get to that stage, make sure you give lots of positive reinforcement for that. Also, you can add a consequence if it's fitting. Things like throwing a toy is a perfect and easy time to use a consequence because throwing a toy could not only break the toy but could hurt someone. So it's pretty serious. And it's easy because the consequence is that you don't get to play with the toy for a few minutes. You have to know how to play nicely in order to use the toy. Now you can also let her know that if it does happen a second time, that she will lose the toy for the rest of the day. Now you've also mentioned throwing food. You throw food, you're done eating at least for five minutes. She could come back and try again, but if she does it again, mealtime is over. So that's one you can use for that. Or if it's hitting or scratching, that she will have to play alone for five or 10 minutes because you don't like getting scratched. That's perfectly acceptable and fair, and it teaches an important lesson. No one will stay around and play if they're not being treated nicely. Then during times of calm and relaxation, you can also discuss different emotions and play emotion games, which I covered in episode 66. So you can go back and listen to that one for a refresher, or if you haven't heard it yet. Also reading books about emotions and the book, Hands Are Not For Hitting during these quiet times is actually when these lessons are most likely to take a stronger hold. Now, Steph, you're a member, so if you want some more information on working with your child during those quiet times along with the printouts for the emotion games, then you can watch the class on tantrums on the website under the health and development section. 
Next, I'm going to answer a question from a mom who is experiencing some out of the ordinary disrespectful behavior from her six-year-old and what to do right after a break from our sponsor. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's Microbiome Defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Now that we're back after the break, I'm going to answer the question from the mom asking about dealing with the disrespectful behavior from her son that is new and out of character for him and wants to know how to handle it. Shane says, Hi Erin, I just stumbled across your podcast in a moment of extreme desperation. My son is six years old, he is in kindergarten, and as of recently has been demonstrating some behavior that is not typical of him, and I'm struggling handling it with balance. Unfortunately, he does come from a split home and I remarried over two years ago. He is starting to really ask questions about our family dynamic and I believe that this has to do with the fact that we're expecting a baby right now. I am almost eight months pregnant. 
Me and his father do not have a very good relationship. We do not see eye to eye on anything. He does not actually have custody of my son. He only has visitation rights, but I do my best to include him in anything important or that he should be aware of. My son has been very disrespectful and disobedient lately, and that is just not normal for him. He is always very go with the flow and cooperative, never gives too many issues. Just recently, he has become very defiant, not wanting to listen or do as he is told. And then when discipline happens, he starts to have a very ugly and spiteful attitude, saying things like, I want to live with my dad. You're not nice. I can't wait to go to my dad's because he doesn't make me do this, etc. These all may sound like normal things for a kid to come up with out of spite, but it is not usual for him at all. I am sure my pregnancy hormones are making this more of a struggle than it would be, but I am just sort of at a loss. I feel like I'm failing as a parent, and the constant clash is making our house feel very toxic for everybody. I'm just hoping to get some kind of advice here because I am very lost. We are in the process of purchasing baby things, planning baby things, and pretty much everything baby right now. Would including him in baby things help? Helping put together baby stuff, washing and putting away clothes for the baby, stuff like that? Or is that going to achieve the opposite? We have been trying to include him in stuff, and I'm unsure if it's making him worse or not. Thank you so much in advance. So first, Shane, I'm feeling pretty confident that the behavior is very likely due to the baby coming very soon. I think he's acting out because of a fear of being replaced or at least of losing some status in the family. So sibling rivalry is setting in already. Add to that the dynamic that your baby has his or her biological dad living in the home as well as you. The baby has his or her complete family in the home. So this is very likely adding some other feelings to the mix for your son. Also, kids are very smart, so they understand what they can say to push our buttons. He knows that mentioning dad, comparing you to dad, is the biggest card he has to play to try to get whatever it is he's looking for. In this case, probably a feeling of security and attention. I would minimize having him help for now with the baby stuff and spend some time concentrating on him. I would even try to do a lot of that stuff, the baby prep stuff, when he's not around for now also, if you can. Try to talk about memories of when he was a baby and how you prepared for him, how excited you were, and those kinds of things. I think he'll be a great big brother and love helping once he's feeling more secure in his relationships with you and your husband and his place and importance in the family. I also want to quickly touch on you're feeling like you're failing. You are not failing. You're doing a great job with him. He sounds like he's a great kid. He's just feeling insecure right now. And you've reached out and you're asking the questions. And I think once you make him feel more secure, give him some special attention around this, that he will come right back around and he will be the best big brother his little sibling could have. So I also want to cover some tips for cutting down on the sibling rivalry before and then once baby arrives. Now before baby arrives, and I know some of these are a little late with baby due in a month, but you can make sure you're keeping to these now as much as possible. And for any other parents who are expecting a new baby in the near future, these are great guidelines to know and follow. So do not implement any changes eight weeks before or after baby arrives. Basically, once you enter into the third trimester, keep the big changes at bay. These are changes like potty training, moving, although who in the right mind would move in the third trimester is beyond me, but it does happen. But my sister actually did it with her family. But if you can help it, move earlier or wait until baby is two to three months old. Changing from a crib to a bed, weaning from the pacifier, or starting a new school. Talk about what babies are. They sleep a lot. They cry a lot. 
Let your child know that the baby won't be a playmate for a little while. If possible, visit some babies so your child can experience what babies are like. You can do a hospital visit, and some hospitals have special tours just for siblings. This is different than the parent's hospital tour. Check into that. Do a countdown calendar for how many days you'll be gone once you go to the hospital. When you do the introduction, this is very important, make the visit about the older child visiting mom. Have the older child in the room with mom and have dad or a nurse bring the baby in. Baby can have a gift for the older sibling, but you don't have to. And then allow for interaction between your older child or children and your baby. We followed these to a T and it went off without a hitch. Our older son, who was 20 months at the time, accepted his younger siblings really, really well considering. Now what was funny is, well, not really funny, but Chandler was the one that was introduced to him at the hospital. Taylor had had some issues and was in the NICU, so he wasn't able to meet her in the hospital. Now when we brought Chandler home, he was the only baby to come home. She had to stay at the hospital for another couple of weeks, and we kind of joked about the fact that he had no idea that there was another baby that was going to be coming home soon. He was going to think they would just keep coming. But And then two weeks later, Taylor came home. So actually, that may have been better to have one baby at a time come home. After you bring baby home, give lots of empathy to the older sibling or siblings. You may see an increase in negative emotions, frustration, anger, more tantrums. This can be a hard transition. So be patient and remember to show lots of empathy. Allow for downtime with mom or dad, with the parents, one at a time, if you can, once a day. Read or play one-on-one. -on -one. Return to normalcy as soon as possible. His activities, his or her activities, preschool, play dates, etc. Expect changes in behavior. In general, don't expect your child to be happy about his or her new sibling. He may very well be happy, but don't expect it. In most cases, it is unrealistic to expect, especially for siblings four and under. The idea of sharing mom and dad is not exciting. Have a zero tolerance policy for aggression towards baby. This means there is a consequence for the very first instance. Talk and coach often about how and why we touch the baby and always stay in very close proximity. When there is a conflict with the two, they both have needs, best case scenario is to focus on the older one. If baby's hungry and is crying and your older son hurt his finger, go take care of older son, get him a Band-Aid, then get baby and feed baby. Baby will be okay for a few minutes. These guidelines for introducing a new baby are from the Siblings Without Rivalry class. If you want to know more about developing and supporting strong sibling relationships from infancy all the way through childhood, you can check out the class Siblings Without Rivalry on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Modern Parenting section. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.